Hi, this is Mike Elhart. I'm here with another edition of Inception, our podcast and now sort of homebrew uh, video cast uh, about beginnings, beginnings of new companies, new products, new ideas in science, uh, sometimes even a little glimpse of the future. And today, I'm here with one of our most recent portfolio CEOs, Lauren Picasso, uh, from Cure Hydration. Great, uh, great to see you. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, so, uh, you know, Cure Hydration, it sort of says what it is, but maybe for starters, you should explain to everybody, so what's special about this particular approach to hydration? Of course, yeah. So Cure Hydration is an electrolyte drink mix. Uh, so it's a drink mix that you add to water. It's based on a formula that was actually originally developed by the World Health Organization called Oral Rehydration Solution. Um, and what that is, is just this perfect ratio of glucose or sugar and electrolytes. Um, but in this perfect ratio, the formula is proven to hydrate as effectively as an IV drip. So it's very effective, super powerful. It has a lot of clinical data behind it, um, but we've taken that formula and updated it with better ingredients. Um, so instead of using a base of added sugar ingredients like dextrose or high fructose corn syrup, we're using a base of coconut water powder and pink Himalayan salt. Um, so we have no added sugar, we're non-GMO. Um, so really just a healthier version of other hydration products on the market, but still just as effective as anything like a medical grade product, like uh, like a Pedialyte, for example. Got it. So that if you're at the end of a marathon, they're related without giving you an IV, this is essentially the same thing. Exactly. But a lot less expensive and yeah. <laughs> no needles involved. <laughs> Understood. So is there actually something unique, uh, and I don't know this, about pink Himalayan salt that makes it more effective than any other? Uh, Not kind more of salt? effective, um, but it is better for you in, um, you know, compared to a traditional table salt. Um, so table salt, particularly in the United States, tends to be really processed. Um, so it's stripped mm -hmm. away from a lot of the, you know, trace minerals and other nutritional benefits that you might find in, in salt. Um, so pink Himalayan salt is just a, a more unrefined raw salt has over 72 trace minerals in it. So just much better for you overall compared to like a table salt. Got it. Yeah. So um, queen of hydration, if I uh, characterize it that way, how did you get here? I can't imagine. And I guess your family is from like Peru or something, right? True, yeah. Did you, did, did you grow up in Peru? I did not. My dad grew up in Peru, um, but came to the United States when he was in high school. Um, so I was born in the United States as well. Got it. So, but you're in this household of folks that immigrated here from Peru. I can't imagine the mom and dad were like, hey, here's a great idea, Lauren, become the queen of migration. <laughs> so uh, uh, how did that happen? How did you get from uh, you know, that to here? Yeah, so I grew up in Washington, D.C. And, and went to the University of Pennsylvania for college. I was actually a psychology major, so totally different from what I'm doing today, but did have a, a concentration in cognitive neuroscience. Um, so always really loved science. I loved research. And I also was an endurance athlete my whole life. Um, so I grew up running cross country and track. I was a swimmer um, and my entire family was really into cycling. So even at an early age, as, as young as you know eight or nine, I was going on really long bike rides with my, my family. So I've always loved um, being active and really always struggled with hydration. Um, so always uh, struggled to drink enough water and, and really struggled to, to replace electrolytes. So I, 
you know, in between sort of graduating from college and starting Cure, um, I actually pursued a career in e-commerce and marketing. So um, graduated Penn, I was a buyer at Bloomingdale's and that was my first wow. job out of college. And, uh, you know, actually, fortunately that my first boss at Bloomingdale's ended up leaving um, the company and was the first employee at Rent the Runway. Um, so brought me on to Rent the Runway um, about a six months after they launched. So I came in as an early employee there. It was my first taste of the startup world and I just absolutely loved it. I loved, um, you know, really being in the early stages of the company, solving problems, um, moving really quickly and knew that, you know, I might eventually want to start a company one day. So after Rent the Runway, I went to business school at HBS. Um, I felt that, you know, given that I had a psych major, I really had no background in finance whatsoever, um, that I really wanted that, you know, uh, foundational experience and, and education in business. Um, so went back to business school, still felt that I didn't have quite enough experience yet to start my own company. Um, so ended up joining Jet.com as an early employee. Um, so started at Jet as the director of marketing um, about a year before the company launched. So really early stage. The company raised a ton of money and we grew very quickly, if you're familiar with the story at all. Um, so we actually ended up getting acquired a year after we launched. So very quick turnaround. Um, and then I stayed on uh, two years post-acquisition um, after we had been acquired by Walmart. Um, so a really amazing experience um, because we had raised a lot of capital. It was just an awesome place to be a marketer. We, you know, out of the gate, we're spending really in every major channel. So I got exposure to TV, out of home, uh, direct mail, and then a whole suite of digital channels as well. But yeah, after um, that experience, decided I wanted to start my own company and had the idea for Cure. Um, it started really when I was actually training for a triathlon. So like I said, I had been an endurance athlete my whole life. And, and then later in my 20s, um, started getting into races. So I was doing half marathons and then um, signed up for my first triathlon with my brother. And that's when I I really, really started to struggle with hydration. Um, I felt that no matter how much water I drank, it just wasn't enough to, re to replace the electrolytes I was losing. So I would come back from my long workouts and I'd get these horrible headaches. I'd feel really nauseous and I'd basically be out of commission for like 24 hours. Um, so at the time I actually started drinking Pedialyte. That was like the only product I could find that worked for me. And it became my cure, really like hence the name cure for, for everything. Um, whether I was working out or um, just generally wasn't feeling well, I realized that most of the time I was actually just not hydrated properly. And really it was the, the electrolyte component that I was missing. So I was drinking tons of water, but what I didn't realize it was actually just draining my body of all, all the minerals. And because I was so active and, and sweating so much, I really needed that sodium and other electrolytes to replenish what I was losing. But yeah, just, it got to a point where I thought, you know, okay, Pedialyte, it's made for children. It's got the stigma now of being associated with hangovers. Um, and then, you know, most importantly, the ingredients are just terrible for you. So it, it's full of added sugar, artificial colors and sweeteners, um, ingredients that we certainly shouldn't be giving to our children, let alone, you know, drinking ourselves every day. So really wanted to reinvent the product, um, but use much higher quality ingredients. Got it. So, so how did you know about the World Health Organization? So you had no background in yeah. that. So, um, uh, did you stumble upon it? Did uh, an advisor or someone let you know about that? 
Yeah. So when I became totally hooked on Pedialyte, I, once I realized, okay, there needs to be a better product. My, my number one question was like, well, how does this act? How does Pedialyte work? Like what makes it so effective? Um, so started just doing a lot of research on it, discovered the world health organization formula. And I was just blown away. It was this big aha moment for me because, um, you know, here you have this formula that's been around for over 50 years. It's got dozens of clinical studies behind it. It's been used, you know, primarily in developing countries, you know, countries that are suffering from diseases like cholera, for example. Um, and it's, you know, one of the most powerful and most effective hydration formulas in the world. Um, and it's so simple. It's just, you know, these very simple ingredients, you know, anyone, anyone in the world can really just mix, you know, sugar and salt together and um, have this product that's, you know, pretty effective. So that's how I discovered it is really just through research, um, not having a medical background. We also early on at Cure brought on a medical advisory team. Um, so we have doctors and nutritionists on board um, that we've worked with really throughout um, Cure's journey. Got it. So mm-hmm. you just mentioned anybody can do this. So if anybody can do this, why won't anybody do this? So um, yeah. what's uh, the reason why Amazon or Rocketon or Nestle or anybody might go, thank you, Laura, that's a good idea. We'll take it from here. We'll lower the yeah. where you can't make anybody. We'll you know, do what they so the, sometimes do. It's really about our unique formulation. So, um, you know, every other hydration product in the market, you know, has really just been designed to be as cheap as possible. So ORS, the, the World Health Organization formula, it makes sense. You know, they're trying to develop this formula and, and make it really scalable and affordable so that it can reach as many people as possible and, and save lives. But for like the everyday person, uh, sugar and salt are not the healthiest healthiest ingredients, um, especially here in the United States where both sugar and salt are highly processed. Um, so if you look at every other hydration product in the market, um, a lot of them are not effective. A lot of them are not following the ORS formula. Um, the ones that are like a Pedialyte, for example, they're just not using high quality ingredients. Um, so I really felt like there was an opportunity to uniquely develop a formula that you know, met these guidelines for ORS, but also use better ingredients. Um, so yeah, our real point of differentiation is the fact that we're using these clean ingredients, we're still maintaining that efficacy, and the product still tastes great. Got it. So um, how are you taking this to market? Um, and, and are you targeting athletes or would-be athletes or anybody who's active or anybody or what? Yeah, great question. Um, So Cure is now four years old. We launched in March of 2019. Um, We originally just launched the product online on our website and Amazon. Um, We now are also live in retail. So we're in about 11,000 retail doors today um, nationwide, and we'll be in 15,000 by the summer. Um, so growing very quickly. As far as the go to market, you know, early on, my hypothesis was really around athletes. I thought, you know, Given my experience, this is going to be the early adopters of our product. Quickly found for us that that wasn't the case. So our um, customers tend to be active and very health conscious, but by no means endurance endurance athletes. Um, so I think you know we found that the customers that are most attracted to Cure um, tend to be just looking for a product to help them hydrate throughout the day. So they're looking for something with cleaner ingredients that they can drink every day um, to help them drink more water um, and to help manage you know health or medical conditions that they might have. So you can think of you know conditions like. IBS or Crohn's disease, diabetes, there's a a whole host of 
different issues that are leading people to feel more dehydrated. Um, and they're looking for a product that's not full of added sugar and artificial ingredients. And so they're coming to cure um, instead of choosing other products on the market. Um, so while we do have a lot of athletes that use the product, um, interestingly, that hasn't actually been our, our core demographic. It tends to be customers that are have some sort of you know health restriction or or dietary lifestyle that they're um, that they're living. Got it. They actually have a couple of athletes who are investors in the company, yeah. right? Pretty well yeah. known athletes. So how did you find them, or they find uh, you? Yeah, um, really like quite organically. So Andy Roddick was our first um, investor that was an athlete. Um, we got introduced through another angel investors of our of ours. They actually went to high school together. Um, and Andy, you know, now, especially now that he's not an active athlete, he, he's still quite active. Um, he's He was looking for a hydration product that wasn't full of added sugar because he didn't want to be consuming all this added sugar now that he wasn't a professional athlete. Um, so he just loved our mission, loved the product and, and really just um, enjoyed how Cure tasted. Um, so it was an early fan of the product and decided to invest. Kim Cloisters is another tennis player that invested um, about a year ago. Um, her and Andy are good friends. And actually she had discovered Cure on Goop. Um, so she is shopping on Goop, discovered Cure, loved the product. And so she Googled us and saw that Andy was an investor. So reached out to Andy to make an introduction. Um, so yeah, we have a, you know, a few athletes on our, our cap table, but all, you know, really um, just fans of the product and, and, and wanted to invest. That's cool. Are they, any of them doing anything other than, you know, being investors? Are they promoting or anything like that? Uh, or do you intend or uh, hope to work with them that way? Or is it just a pure investment? Yeah, they're not formal brand ambassadors. Um, so we, you know, we use that we're able to use their name in the press and, um, you know, they'll talk about us on Twitter and Instagram, um, but they're not uh, formal brand ambassadors, really purely investors. Got it. So do you see this as an American uh, issue and product? Do you see it as a world issue and product starting in America? What's your vision long term for? Uh, yeah. I mean, hydration is really the foundation of health. So I think it's, um, you know, a, a challenge and a problem across the world. Um, I think cure given our premium ingredients, um, is, you know, will work well in the U S as well as many other markets. So other markets we're considering, um, and eventually could expand to would be, um, you know, other countries in North America, Mexico and Canada, um, UK and Europe and Australia. Um, I think those are all really interesting markets for us to consider. And then I think, you know, as health and wellness, uh, starts to really grow and scale in other countries, uh, there's opportunity for us to go there too. So, um, you had a chance when you know, just got acquired to be in a big company, Walmart. Clearly, you decided not that, this. But on the presumption this company becomes as successful as you hope, do you have any concerns that it's going to turn into a big company? And you're, um, you know, not maybe an administrator, but a builder. Uh, do you believe you'll be with care forever or uh, for a time? Have you thought about it at all? Yeah, so I'm definitely a builder. I mean, I love being at early stage companies. 
Um, that being said, you know, Cure is, um, you know, a brand and a product that I'm so passionate about and has spent the past several years building. Um, and my goal is really to just, um, you know, make Cure as big as possible. I want to get it into as many hands as possible and, and really do think it's the best hydration product out there. Um, so that's like my immediate mission, but that being said, you know, 10, 15 years from now, um, will I be working on just Cure, or, um, you know, potentially working on other ideas? I think I, you know, I'm a lifelong learner, so I definitely, you know, see myself taking on um, other challenges, whether that's starting with a other brand, starting other brands within the Cure umbrella, or you know, launching new companies altogether. I can definitely see that for myself. Got it. So, what might the next Cure product be? I'm not asking you to pre-announce <laughs> anything, but just yeah, sort of um, thinking out loud, what might uh, be the next product or two. Yeah, so we're continuing to launch new flavors. So we have a few new flavors that we're launching every year. Um, we just launched our a lemonade flavor. And then we have another new flavor coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, but beyond hydration, we are starting to think about um, different need states as well. So thinking we, you know, our goal with Cure is really to um, be a product that you can drink throughout the day, um, whether it's for hydration, energy, gut health, sleep or calming. Um, there's a, a wide variety of different need states. Um, and we really want to be a part of your day throughout the day. So um, starting to take a look at other categories as well. Uh, now that you're running this company, do you still have time for triathlons? So it's a funny that you asked. <laughs> yeah, less so, honestly, because training is so time consuming. Um, I'm still very active. So I run and cycle a lot. Um, I've gotten into, really into Orange Theory. So that's uh, been a workout class that I take a couple times a week. Um, but yeah, on my bucket list to sign up for another race, um, haven't actually uh, done a triathlon now for um, since pre-pandemic. So like end of 2019 was my last one. So you're going to have some working back into shape to do. Exactly. Exactly. Be ready for that. Yeah, I'm not at the stage where I get to stand there and yell at my children doing <laughs> triathlons. I suppose I could do one, but it feels a little extreme. I walk So what's the next key thing for the company? Next key relationship, key decision, the... Uh, uh, milestone that's going to matter for the next phase of your yeah so um we've just raised our series a round which is a big milestone for us and with that made a few new strategic hires so we hired a vp of innovation as well as a cmo who starts in may um so really excited about that as we continue to scale the team um but the other big milestones this year is really to prove out our success within retail particularly within grocery so in the past year, we've unlocked a lot of new distribution. Um, we launched in uh, Sprouts, Albertsons, Kroger, Walmart, um, just to name a few. So really spending the next year, you know, figuring out what that playbook looks like within the grocery channel um, and figuring out, you know, really how to be successful in those channels. Got it. What's your biggest worry? Biggest worry? Oh, good question. You know, I think for us, it's, um, you know, just continuing to innovate and, and move really quickly. So health and wellness space is, is one that moves quickly. It's quite competitive. Um, so making sure that we're always staying on top of the latest trends is something I think we're always going to have to work towards. Got it. So if we do this again next year, and we're talking about care, what do you think we'll be talking 
Next year, we'll be talking about our new categories. Um, so all the new categories we're working on now, we expect to launch in 2024. And then, you know, beyond the grocery channel, um, starting to think about those much larger retailers. So you can think of like a Costco as an example or a Target um, of these mass retailers that we're eventually going to want to really um, build a presence with and continue to grow our awareness. Sounds good. I'm not sure if you know, by the way, we have some folks from those organizations uh, uh, in the extended fund family here. So whenever Great to know. Uh, introductions to folks at Target, Costco, Walmart, that kind of thing, uh, happy to uh, happy to help and can help because we have other portfolio companies Fantastic. in there, folks that have managed those relationships and some folks that are still inside those companies but want to get their little piece to venture to us. So, Great. That's that's good to know. Well, we're delighted to be uh, investors. Partner Kyle Smith was actively involved in the conversations with you. And uh, did you know he started uh, at the same place you did? Uh, well, maybe it was Macy. Not that very I similar. believe it was Macy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and now he's a heavy duty CrossFitter guy. So um, he really, he really liked the product and became a real strong advocate for you here. So, uh, you know, we're here to help people through science be a little healthier, a little happier uh, in the moment. This is one way of doing it. Delighted to have a chance to get to know you and support the company and can't wait to see what happens uh, next. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited to be working with you, but with you, you, the whole team and, you know, look forward to working together. Sounds good, thanks.